0: Welcome to Riot Block Time. We're starting a new podcast to take a deep dive into issues, topics around Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining, the grid, and any questions you have, send them our way. Um, On this first episode, we're going to take a look at some recent news events uh, that I think caught a lot of people's attention. The first was the uh, BlackRock ETF uh, proposal. Um, so I think that you know there's there's been a lot of different perspectives shared uh, with regards to this ETF. On balance, um, the ETF. It seems to me that uh, it won't necessarily accumulate lots of assets right away. Uh, it might over the long term, but I think all of the uh, short-term interest into uh, Bitcoin from the equities market has gone into existing vehicles like GBTC. Um, So I see the significance of this is really just about the mainstreaming of Bitcoin as an asset, that there are professionals working at BlackRock and other financial institutions who are willing to put their careers on the line uh, in order to back this initiative, I think indicates a level of acceptance that Bitcoin is here to stay. The underlying technology and the economics of it uh, make enough sense for a big name like BlackRock uh, to, to not necessarily endorse it, but to at least offer a product for it. Um, and we've seen BlackRock CEO Larry Fink then go on financial news um, TV shows and Explain his view that Bitcoin is like a digital gold. It is. It's digitizing gold in many ways. It's a it's a instead of investing in gold as a hedge against inflation, a hedge against the uh, the onerous problems of any one country or or the or the devaluation of your currency, whatever country you're in. um, Let's be clear. Bitcoin is an international asset. It's not based on any one currency. And so it, it, it can represent an asset that people can play as an alternative. I would call, the, the foundation of BlackRock is about hope. You invest for retirement because you believe tomorrow is better than today. So I think that by offering a product like this, now we have um, BlackRock's leadership kind of, uh, cheerleading Bitcoin on. And I think that we've seen that translate into the Bitcoin price appreciating over the past several months. Now, whether it gets approved or not, is still an open question. Uh, people are saying that it certainly will because BlackRock, uh, often does get its ETFs approved, uh, and that there might be, um, other ETFs that get approved at the same time for Bitcoin. Uh, We'll we'll see. I think that if it does not get approved, there's going to be an increasing amount of pressure on the SEC um, criticizing it for its approach to how it regulates this space. Uh, The second item uh, that has been picked up quite a bit is Binance integrating with Bitcoin's Lightning Network. So historically, Bitcoin transaction fees have been very volatile Depending on how much network ingestion is, there is, how many people are sending transactions on the Bitcoin network, um, anytime the, the demand for Bitcoin transactions outpaces the supply of block space, which has a ceiling on it, um, then we start seeing transaction fees increase on Bitcoin. We saw that happen earlier this year. And I think it seems like that prompted Binance to take a second, second look at Lightning and and to decide that by integrating with the Lightning Network, they would be able to maintain Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals for their clients at a low cost, and on top of that, make it instant. Um, so I think that's a really interesting development. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm biased in that I helped uh, Kraken with the integration of Lightning there, uh, so I think that you know it's a great business move um, for, for Binance. And it will continue to accelerate lightning adoption. It's kind of the cheap uh, and instant way of sending Bitcoin around, whereas on-chain is just more expensive um, or uh, slower. Third item is around uh, the growth of Bitcoin mining outside the United States. Um, now, Bitcoin mining is a highly competitive industry because it is, um, it is permissionless. So there's free entry. Anybody can start mining Bitcoin. Uh, the SHA-256 squared uh, hashing algorithm is widely known. Uh, there's a big market for buying and selling uh, mining rigs. So really all you need is access to electricity and infrastructure in order to mine Bitcoin. And electricity is found all around the world. So one trend that has been noted is that um, countries like Russia that have ample energy resources and uh, in the Middle East as well are starting to um, increase their scale of Bitcoin mining. So the competitive pressure is not just... Within the United States, or among uh, you know companies and 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 different individuals mining in their garage, um, it's also now between nation states, right? So different countries are trying to mine as much Bitcoin as possible, um, not because they want to control the Bitcoin network. I think it's amply clear to everyone involved that the Bitcoin network being decentralized is really outside of the control of any single country. What The reason they're mining Bitcoin is to earn those revenues, is to bring those Bitcoin as a currency uh, into their control so that then they can spend that, that money on their priorities. And so that's really where the competition is. It's about economic rivalry rather than trying to uh, you know, take control of the Bitcoin network or anything nefarious like that. Those are the three uh, items that, that I thought you know we should, we should call out today. Uh, if you have questions related to these or to other news items you want to send in, uh, we'd be very happy to, to answer them. As far as Riot-related news, we've got two big items. One is that we've announced that we're going to be purchasing uh, What's Minor Micro BT Machines, that are going to be deployed in our Corsicana facility for immersion cooling. Um, now, this is notable for a number of different reasons. One is that these machines are going to be manufactured in the United States. Uh, so there's a really um, great story here about onshoring manufacturing. Um, and the other is that these machines are highly efficient. So uh, You know, from a a Bitcoin miner perspective, we want to be operating with the most efficient machines so that we have the lowest cost of production uh, uh, for producing Bitcoin. Um, Now, the third is that historically, the the mining rig market has been dominated by one company. And so this is also part of decentralizing Uh, Bitcoin mining, uh, manufacturing, um, and uh, growing the market that way. The other big riot news item is our June update in terms of uh, production. So, really interesting uh, phenomenon here in Texas is that the electricity price is fairly volatile. Now, there are days where... We are hitting record numbers in terms of the grid's electricity production and consumption uh, due to the summer heat. Um, but at the same time, the electricity price can stay very low because of solar, uh, because of wind, and then, of course, natural gas as well. Uh, natural gas prices have come down quite a lot since their, their highs uh, 18 months ago. And so that, that confluence of factors can mean that uh, electricity prices are very low despite um, a high amount of electricity consumption. Now, on some other days and times, um, if there's not enough wind or if the sun is setting and so solar is decreasing, we've seen that the electricity price during those times uh, can actually spike up. And so uh, when that happens, there's a number of different um, uh, modalities by which Riot curtails its power consumption. So the first is just that we don't want to pay those high electricity prices because that would make the Bitcoin production unprofitable. And so we would just turn off for that reason alone. Now, add on top of that that we're working closely with the grid operator, ERCOT, and they want to be able to control when we turn off in order to optimize their management of the grid for reliability purposes. And so, for example, when the sun is setting and solar is decreasing rapidly, uh, they sometimes have deployed what's called ECRS um, in order to uh, offset the solar production decrease by a decrease in demand from Bitcoin miners and from others who are participating in the ECRS program. Um, And that participation is actually done very competitively. So there's a competitive bidding process for different participants, including batteries, including Bitcoin miners and others, in order to participate in ECRS so that the cost for ERCOT is minimized, and so that having that be highly competitive program is beneficial to the rate payers ultimately um, on the grid. Now, the um, the the other mechanism or the other factor in terms of uh, curtailment is that Riot has in place long-term power purchase agreements, and so this is where we've made promises. With the uh, electricity producers, right, the the owners of power plants, to purchase their electricity for the coming years, and so that gives them the financial incentive and ability to continue to increase their electricity production, whether it's with renewables or uh, with natural gas or any other kind of uh, ed- electricity production method, and. Then with that contract in place, when we do have to uh, turn off our mining facility, then we can sell that electricity back to the grid and actually help push electricity prices down. Um, Otherwise, uh, the uh, electricity prices would go higher than they they do. Um, And so this ability to balance the grid and to buy electricity prices or to buy electricity when prices are low and then to sell when electricity prices are high is actually helping reduce the volatility that we see in the grid and ultimately help stabilize um, from an economic perspective in addition to stabilizing from a reliability perspective through participation in ancillary services like ECRS. Um, So um, the outcome here is that When we look at our June production numbers, um, we had lower production of Bitcoin, but um, a higher amount of selling our uh, electricity in order to uh, earn power credits and to um, essentially uh, make sure that at any given time, we're maximizing the um, revenues for the company by looking at do we sell electricity to the Bitcoin network? Or do we sell our electricity back to the grid? Uh, and that's that's really the advantage of having a strategy that is looking at um, Bitcoin mining holistically as participating on the grid. Um, and that, you know, it, it benefits the company, but it's it really is about Adam Smith's invisible hand because it also benefits the entire grid as a whole in terms of stabilizing supply and demand. Um, so that's that's it for updates uh, at a high level uh, from the company, um, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll bring in some experts as well uh, from within Riot to uh, discuss these different issues over the coming months. A common question I hear is, why is it that Bitcoin mining is highly interruptible? Uh, why is it different than other electrical loads on the grid? Um, And the reason is fundamentally because Bitcoin is decentralized, meaning that um, when a computer, a mining rig, is performing the functions of Bitcoin mining, which is uh, SHA-256, it's just a hash, that happens in the blink of an eye. And these machines create trillions of hashes per second. Um, And so there's really... You know, if you stop the machine at any given time, it'll—you're—you're you're not going to interrupt a process that will take many hours to start over again. It can actually turn back on right where it was, um, very quickly in seconds. So, from the network perspective, if there is less Bitcoin mining happening. That's really not noticeable to the users unless it's really, you know, 20% or 30% of the hash rate has gone away. Uh, That did happen in 2021 when the Chinese government banned Bitcoin mining. Uh, We saw a, a decrease in hash rate because they were turning off miners to move them. And the way that the users saw this was that. Bitcoin transactions were getting confirmed more slowly. So instead of having a block every 10 minutes on average, perhaps, you know, we could say there was a block every 12 minutes on average. And so on average, transactions took longer to confirm. But after two weeks worth of blocks, which because if time is slowed down, that might take, you know, 16 days or 18 days, um, After that period of time of lower hash rate and slower blocks, there's a mechanism called the difficulty adjustment, which will decrease the difficulty in order to calibrate this clock back to 10 minutes. And so just because the hash rate decreases for a period of time, the network can actually correct for that and avoid impacting the user experience for an extended period of time. So all that to say, with Bitcoin mining, you can have specific miners. For example, all of the miners in Texas can turn off, but because there are miners all around the world, the Bitcoin network can continue to confirm transactions, and people can continue to use it um, as a global monetary system. So that's you know hugely valuable from the perspective of grid flexibility, right? That you can have this load turn off um, and uh, not have a tremendous economic cost from a global perspective because uh, there are Bitcoin miners everywhere. Now, because Bitcoin is highly interruptible, that also creates a responsibility uh, for the miners to be working closely with their grid operator or with the uh, perhaps they're working on a microgrid grid uh, with their own power generation they have to keep the system balanced from an electrical perspective. And so it's important to approach um, interruptibility and, and, and curtailment and demand response in a way that makes you a good grid citizen uh, and does not uh, create any kind of negative um, side effects. So Bitcoin is, has the freedom of high interruptibility, but it also has the responsibility uh, that comes along with that. Now, before we go, I wanted to uh, share a public service announcement uh, with you, which is that there are lots of people impersonating uh, Riot and other Bitcoin miners as well, uh, and by pretending to to be us and using our branding and um, you know essentially trying to scam folks, um, they are trying to um, offer retail products, and I, I want to emphasize that. Riot does not have any uh, retail products per se. So uh, we self-mine. So we own mining rigs that we generate Bitcoin with. Um, We also do have um, some institutional hosting agreements um, with third parties. But we don't have any public-facing retail uh, hosting agreements. So um, if anybody is trying to uh, solicit you for... A cloud mining type of investment uh, with Riot, um, that is an impersonator. So please um, be diligent in, in avoiding uh, those scams. And um, you know, if if you're in doubt, go to riotplatforms.com, or go to our Twitter handle at Riot Platforms, uh, and that's that's where we communicate any kind of um, information to the public. Um, and you know we're we're not on Telegram or on Instagram, uh, so uh, please be careful. There's lots of folks out there trying to take advantage of uh, the public uh, with these kinds of scams. Uh, so um, do lots of research and 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 be cautious about uh, the uh, impersonators out there. Thank you. We're gonna try different formats with block time. So we're going to have news roundups like this. We're going to have guest interviews um, and look looking forward to, to developing this podcast and, you know, really just doing a deep dive on different topics. Um, So, yeah, thanks for joining us today. Looking forward to future episodes and uh, we'll keep dialing it in. Have a great week. Mm